Pronto! Francisco Molinari getting it done so very well at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. I thought he was a class act afterwards as he paid tribute to Arnold Palmer and the tournament. It's being run really well and uh, awesome. We're going to look at the data that matters, how he got it done on this Data Monday. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast. Thank you for joining us. What a great, what a great win for Francesco Molinari. And what a, man, what a class act champion he is. Really, I was amazed. I was really amazed by all of that. I, you know, I still have kind of, I noticed that I have kind of a bitter streak a little bit for Francisco and Tommy Fleetwood, just because they beat the living crap out of us at the Ryder Cup. So I was like, oh, you know, I'm always, I'm kind of a homer anyway, when it comes to tournaments and always, always pulling for the Yankees, you know, always pulling for the, the U.S. boys to pull it out and win. And then the Canadian second as my mother's Canadian. So I'm always kind of hanging out there, but uh, Francisco seemed to get it. I mean, I really appreciated that. You can tell um, as I read through some of the interviews with the, from the European players, Arnold Palmer was a big deal to them because in a time when not a lot of uh, Americans were willing to make the trip over across the pond to play in the British Open. Yes, it's still the British Open to me. To play in the British Open, Arnold Palmer made it a point to go and to participate. And that was a big deal to Europe. So Europe loved Arnold Palmer. Everybody loves Arnold Palmer. And, and so this tournament, I thought that uh, Francesco, his, it was just so authentic when he talked about, you know, it was better when he was alive, but it's still amazing. The tournament's still amazing. And it was obviously a great honor to win a golf tournament, but it was more special to him because it was Arnold Palmer's event. And I thought that was so fitting and somewhat emotional. It was cool. It was really cool. You know what? Golf is, you see stuff like that and you experience stuff like that and you realize, you know what? Golf is just awesome. That golf is the greatest sport on earth and it's not even close. In fact, that's my new tagline. Golf is the greatest sport on earth and it's not even close. And as I sit here and say that, there like at least 15 reasons come to mind to make that so. I'm just going to start doing podcasts about why, about why golf is better than every other sport on earth. Uh, because it's not even close. The charitable side of it. Um, how the players respect those that have gone before and prepared you know, this opportunity for them. Uh, golf is just amazing. Uh, not to mention even just... We get to play this amazing game. It's just cool. Golf is cool. Golf is a very cool thing, and uh, we're lucky to play it. And this was a great win. So, obviously, we're going to dive into how Francisco Molinari got it done. A couple things that he said, I thought, in the post-tournament um, win you know, interviews. He talked a little bit about, and we're about game improvement here at Data Access Golf, but he talked about how um, they asked him, how did you get so much better? I mean, he had two big wins. He had a win at the Quicken Loans National, which is a good win, right? And then he also had the, you know, he won the British Open, 
right? Two very um, big tournaments, a major, and he did both of those in 2018. And so they're like, okay, how did you how did you make that happen? How did you win twice on the PGA Tour? Obviously, the British Open is included in the PGA Tour, but he has two. He had two official wins then on 20, in 2018, and he had none before. So how is he getting it done? And he mentioned that he kind of looked at his game and he thought, look, there's there's not much chance that I'm going to get 10% better at any given category. But what if I just got 1% better at each category? What would that mean? And so that was kind of the strategy that he implemented. And he believes that that's what has turned him into a player who can, you know, now get it done. I took some time to when I decided to go and look at it. So I went and looked at his 2017 numbers and his 2018 numbers and compared the two. So you have got two full seasons of data to look at and getting 1% better in every category actually didn't happen. It, did, it didn't happen. So something else was going on. Now, whether it's confidence, um, whether whatever it is, um, there was some things he got better at and some things he got worse at. Um, so we'll just, we'll take a quick look at those. I, I pulled the numbers out, we've got those to look at. So we'll take a, a quick look at those. So to start, um, this is his first win. He talked about getting ready for this year. What's amazing about this is this is, they play, um, the, a lot of the Europeans will play over on the European tour. And then, you know, around this time, they start coming over to get ready for the Masters and play a few tournaments over here to get ready to start the major season. Uh, obviously with the players now, uh, a little earlier in the year in March, um, some of the Europeans came over and you know, pick up the Arnold Palmer Invitational kind of work into it. Well, this was interesting. Francisco said that he was just trying to, to get over and work in to be ready for the players. And so this looks pretty good, right? To win the week before the players, his game's in pretty good form. And that Sunday round was amazing, right? So, so he's in a good place. He's won and he's got it all figured out. I think going forward, he, I put up a, I created a little meme um, me, my, my daughter gets mad when I call it a meme because if it's not funny, apparently it's not a meme. But it's a, it's a graphic that has a quote from him. And the quote is essentially, I feel like my game's in a place where I can play well on any golf course. So I, I, I don't know if it's the 1% in every category or if it's just the confidence. When you've got confidence that you can play well on any golf course, that makes a big difference. So let's dive in and let's look at some numbers here. Um, obviously, first and foremost, his total money now for uh, on the PGA Tour is he just went over $14 million. Uh, he picked up, boy, he picked up some, let's see, he's got $1.8 million so far this year. Uh, so good start to the year for, for him. So first of all, we like to look at um, what this did for him. So in the FedEx standings, when he teed off on a Thursday, he was 151st in the FedEx Cup, and now he's jumped up to 20th. So big jump there, top 20. Uh, that looks really great. And then we look at, he's played in now 132 tournaments, and he's made 106 cuts. So this is what we like to call our consistency number. So his consistency number is 80%. He makes 80% of his cuts. Where does that put him? It puts him really in an elite category. We kind of look at anything above 80%, is a, a very consistent player, an elite player. And that puts him right in line with Dustin Johnson's at 82%, Phil Mickelson's at 84%, Sh 
Justin Rose is at 81%, so he's right in that level. The next tier down includes folks like J.B. Holmes at 71%, Matt Kuchar at 73%. Okay, so kind of give you an idea there where he fits in there. So an elite player for sure, um, as far as his consistency numbers go. So let's jump into his performance numbers then. So we look here, his driving accuracy for the week was 77%. Obviously amazing. His his 2018 number was a 65%. So a little improvement there for sure. I'm gonna this is different. I'm gonna just throw this in just because I went through and looked at him. His and and because Molinari brought up that he tried to get one percent better in every category, his 2017 driving accuracy number was 70%. So he was five percent five points lower in 2018 for driving accuracy, but for this particular tournament, he was at 77%, which is 12 points higher than his average from last year, right? So in this particular category, he was better in 2017 than he was in 2018. All right, greens and regulation. He hit 67% of his greens and regulation at the API. For the year in 2018, he was at 70%. And in 20... Uh, 17, he was at 67%. So in this particular category, his greens and regulation, he was 3% high, higher from 2017 to 2018. That's kind of a big deal, right? And that alone could explain why he was able to get a couple victories in 2018 versus 2017. Okay, Sand saves. He was at 91% for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Typically, he's 48%. So that's a big difference. So he was very good out of the sand for this tournament. We always, it always seems to me that we kind of look at these numbers and when, when somebody wins a tournament, they have really done a lot better in a couple categories. And here we can see driving accuracy, which is a big deal at Bay Hill. And also in sand saves, also a big deal, a lot of sand, right? So. 91% out of the sand and 77% for driving accuracy. Those seem to be the two big numbers that jump out at us and say, okay, he played this much better than he normally does and this is what got him the victory. Okay, scrambling. For 2018, he was at 59%. And he was right on his number for this tournament in scrambling. All right, strokes gained putting. He, uh, he averaged 1.7 strokes he gained 1.7 strokes per round on the field so a pretty solid almost two strokes around on the field in his putting so a very good putting week for francesco when we look at his um his putting average strokes gained putting average for 2018 he was minus 0.49 so my, let's say minus half a stroke so his putting typically is a weak spot. He loses half a stroke to the field per round. But in this particular case, he gained over a stroke and a half. So that's that's literally a, a two stroke per round advantage to what you your average is. So again, that's eight strokes over the course of the tournament. So let's jump down then into the money. This is always kind of a fun part of it. So for his victory, uh, Francisco Molinari pulled in $1.638 million. Uh, it took him 276 strokes to get that done. So what does that work out to be? So 
Four days of work, he averaged per day $409,500, right? So that's a good salary, $409,000 a day. So that works out to be 81,000, almost $82,000 per hour. Again, saying these are five hour rounds. And then per stroke, right? 276 strokes, he made $5,900 per stroke for his victory. That's how the cash worked out. So good stuff there. That's always fun. That's a funsy for me to kind of break out the money that way. So excellent win for Francesco Molinari. His game looks really, really sharp. Uh, comparing his 2018 numbers to his 2017 numbers, he was uh, stronger in greens regulation. And that's, um, that's really about it. A little stronger in putting from 15 to 20 feet, but that's really about it. He actually had much better numbers in 2017. So the 1% getting better doesn't really hold true as far as these numbers go. And maybe if we, if we added those into what he did on the European tour, but again, we were talking about wins here on the PGA Tour in 2018. So the statistics don't really hold up that he got 1% better other than in greens and regulation and putting from 15 to 20 feet. Um, but a great win. He was a great champion. Um, I, I definitely don't dislike him as much as I used to after the, uh, right, it was, uh, the Ryder Cup was a tough loss. It didn't seem like the Americans even showed up and then they just got completely hammered. And then, you know, that, uh, he did talk a little bit about this, but that really awkward, uncomfortable, you know, video that came out the next day of uh, Tommy Fleetwood and Francesco in bed with the Ryder Cup, that was just a little awkward and weird. And he kind of talked about that, how that was one of the European media guys um, kind of pitched it to them at um, two in the morning when they were both completely sloshed. And I, I guess at two in the morning when you're completely sloshed, everything sounds like a good idea. And so the uh, European media guy took them up and staged this thing. And he's the one that did the, the script and all that. And so out came that very uncomfortable uh, video uh, for, on a lot of different levels, but mostly because um, the Europeans had just literally beaten the, the tar out of us, right? That just made it very, very uncomfortable that video. So, but great win for Francesco. Ah, what a great tournament. So cool. Just amazing that we go from the Arnold Palmer and we go right into the players. I mean, this just seems like a, a cornucopia, right? This is just like a buffet of amazing golf and uh, a lot of great storylines and stuff coming into it. I saw that, you know, Tiger Woods is going to play, that Phil Mickelson is going to play. So going to be a great week of golf for sure. And I love Sawgrass. I love that uh, course. I did have the opportunity to play it one time. I had a great time playing it. it was, I was just alone with my wife on a business trip and I got paired with a father and son and they were really fun to play with. They were from Ohio. And we were just geeking out that it was winter and we were playing golf in Florida and Sawgrass. We'd, we'd been told that the, uh, I guess the members, it's a private club in the morning. So the members get to play in the morning. And we were told that we were the first group out as far as the public goes, that we were playing behind Jim Furyk and his family, which was kind of a cool thing to think that, you know, Jim had been up a few holes ahead. We never saw him and we would have definitely recognized his swing, right? But we didn't see them or anything. They make that pretty clear. But we played that, uh, we played Sawgrass in 
three hours, the three of us with the caddy. So we just zipped around and had a great time. And so really looking forward to it. Anytime we get to the PGA Tour on a course that you've played, it's, it's just very easy to, get, to geek out and enjoy it. So I know I'll enjoy it. I know all of you will enjoy it. So that wraps it up for this, uh, for this week. Great champion in Francisco Molinari. Great tournament put on by the Palmer family and MasterCard. The, the API, the Arnold Palmer Invitational is a class act. And looking forward to, to seeing it again next year. So that wraps it up for us. Remember, better data always means better golf. And golf is the best sport in the world. And it's not even close. Till next time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com. And we'll see you on the next episode.